Okay, so like previously on Roll Gay Role Play. Oh, I know all of you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the High Rollers at the Pickle Spire Casino. I'm Rory. Do you remember me? I remember all of you. Oh my God. Uh, Rory, how how are you in here? Why would you ask him questions? I met a young man who I met in the forest. You see, I found a house in the forest that had that had was made of gingerbread and it was part of a tree. And I thought, well, that's not ham, cheese or tuna, but it's a tasty snack that I could little munch on. As I was approaching the house, I saw this young man come out of it and he said, hey, don't don't eat that. And I said, OK, I won't eat that. If Cleo puts his hand up, like stop talking. Al, you seem like you're getting the hang of this. Let's uh, have some fun betting on this one, huh? Sounds awesome. Let's go. I'm ruined. I'll never recover from this. Oh, just to flex. Graham will, before the cards are even dealt, throw in a deck of Magic the Gathering cards. Ooh. Blind bet. Anyone else interested? Ooh. I've got here a Jamon Iberico de Balata, and also it's a it's an expensive ham, and also I'll throw in a brick of American cheese. Wow. Did he call it Jamon? Yeah, yeah. Jamon. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I'm the sick boy this week. Aww. In the head? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's all week, so I'm just actually physically sick, too. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Cherry Chapo, and I was going to say, it's 2022. We all have depression. Get over it. <laughs> I'm Brandon, and I play Humphrey Evan after. Don't spray paint inside. Don't spray paint inside your apartment. It seems so convenient, but don't do it. Why not? <laughs> Get dizzy quick. Because then you have the podcast right next to where you did it, and it smells bad. If you start getting more and more incomprehensible, we'll let you know. <laughs> don't spray paint. If we hear aerosol in the background. <laughs> Ready for pride. <laughs> It's like it's like just doing a constant whip it. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> don't do drugs. Yeah, just eat the whipped cream. I don't <laughs> Make sure it's non-dairy though. They make coconut non-dairy whipped cream that is so good. Can we finish yep. the introductions before we go into food? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tisha and I play Edith Wins Thereafter. And dairy's gross. Hi, I'm Alanis Morissette. I play Florals in Spring, and I concur that dairy is indeed grace. What an Something being fine. It's really hot. Yeah, it is. I'm also very hot. I think it's. Oh, we're supposed to have a huge heat increase too. You guys in Florida are going to get fucked next week. I think. Uh, we're getting fucked right now. <laughs> Only if we're lucky. <laughs> I don't know why Pride Month is on, like, the hottest fucking months, you know? It's just because they want the gays to experience what hell feels like before they go. (laughs) (laughs) Your body paint will be gone in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking speaking of... of, Yeah, there was a whole transition there. I even set it up. Set it up, and now I'm bringing it home. Speaking of, it was Pride Month last month. We're finally out of... Not finally out of it. We're (laughs) finally fucking (laughs) out. No, we're finally fucking out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank but, god but our question this week has to do with queer artists and the question is just who is your favorite queer musical artist or who is your favorite musical artist in the lgbtq community i can go first earth wind and fire because mine are from both <laughs> and not earth wind and fire shut the fuck up <laughs> i don't know if any of them are gay to be honest but mine are uh both really basic green day billy joe armstrong <gasps> Yes. The guy in charge is bisexual. That's great. Yes. And Mika, a person who sings Grace Kelly, he's gay. Love him. Um, or bisexual, I believe. Uh-huh. And he has a relationship with French filmmaker Andreas, whatever his face is. And he, hears, he apparently hosted Eurovision this year. So. Yes. Oh, cute. I just want him to sing Grace Kelly and that's it. Yeah, I liked Mika back in like 2009. He was really good. Oh, my God. Mm. 
I don't know what any of his new music is. I don't either. I didn't even know that if Mika came out with new music. Speaking of new music, so my favorite queer artists. So we have to go with my girl Rina Sawayama. Oh, if you have not heard this hell and then watch that music video, it's everything. Okay, because I'm still stuck on excess. Oh, give me just a little bit. Ugh. Like, oh my god. Okay, and then Isaac Dunbar, Bronze Avery, and of course Conan Gray. Oh, Conan Gray. Uh, yours. It's like this ballad. And just talking about how, you know, I'm not yours, you know, I'm not your, I'm not your, uh, your beloved, your betrothed, but like, I'm still madly in love with you. Oh, it's so good. And also Conan's voice is just gold. So those are mine. Googling things. (laughs) Right. I can tell you mine. I have, I think mine's also by, I don't think that he's actually officially stated, but I think we all know, and it's one of the best bands, one of my favorite bands of my childhood. Evanescence? My favorite queer artist is Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Wait, what the fuck, Chris? Chuck E. Cheese, the rat. Yes, the rat. He had a band. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes, (laughs) yes, Charles Entertainment Cheese. I fucking hate you. What's the name of their band? Uh, I don't know. It's your favorite queer artist. What's the name of the band? Uh, The band's name is... (laughs) Oh, <laughs> drag him, Brandon. Munch's Munch's Make Believe Band. Gay. That is pretty gay. Munch's Make Believe Band is the name of the. They started in 1989. Chuck E. Cheese. If a real answer, though, the band Years and Years. I absolutely love them, and I know the lead singer is queer. I don't know about the rest of the band, but they all kind of act like it. So that they came up with that song. Um, fuck, because I like them back. Had King, Starstruck, Crave. Was a newer one, but King was like 2015. I was gonna say there was a song that came out like in seven, 16 or 17 that I fell in love with, and it's the the music video is he's like dancing for this man. Anyway, uh, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love Years and Years, but I would take Chuck E. Cheese and Munch's Make Believe Band, which is a real band. Also, um, saw a TikTok that explained what Chuck E. Cheese is, like the entire concept. And apparently, Charles Entertainment Cheese, every year for his birthday, no one celebrated his birthday. So he celebrates everyone's birthday that comes in to make up for it. Depressing. And that's where the art comes from. Trauma. Hello? Uh. Sanctify. That's what it was. (laughs) Nice. Sorry. Anyway, who's next? My favorite queer artist. Is Lily Tomlin a singer? Uh, Or is she just an actress? I think she's an actress. I feel like if you... She's definitely got some songs. Anyway, um, my favorite queer musical artist is Doreen Electra. They are so overwhelmingly and flamboyantly queer, and it is wonderful. Yes. I just love every music video is a fucking experience, and the outfits are wild. Mm. Because Doreen Electra came out with that one. It's like something about being like, if you're man enough or something. Yeah, man to man. Man to man. Oh, I love that song. So good. There's one that's called My Agenda about like putting the gay conversion fluid into the water supply of the city. We yes. Got, like, Barbie boy, <laughs> vibrator, career boy. They just keep pumping out hits like crazy. Love them. Living. I would say that my favorite is probably King Princess. Okay. I'm happy to look up everybody. She's amazing. And then probably, I think Solomon Ray. Uh, he's a reggaeton singer, and reggaeton has like a history of being like anti-gay, but it's really good music. And he was like the first openly gay reggaeton singer. I love I that. that was nice. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Okay. And what was their name again? Solomon Ray. And it's it's always been one of those like sources oh. of like, oh, am I being problematic because I really like reggaeton music and it's like built on this history of like anti queerness. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and I'm like, yes, finally I can enjoy. Solomon Ray has a jawline that I wish he would cut me open with. Mm. <laughs> Slice me, daddy, father. Oh, he has his own podcast yeah. too, the Solomon Ray podcast. I wonder what it's about. But speaking of podcasts, we have a podcast. Oh, that was two good transitions. I need to be sick <laughs> nice. more often. Points, beach, wow. points. Okay. Not your sickness providing you with clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Medicine. Um, so do we remember what, where we last left off? I have the whisk. 
among a lot of other things. We are still at Pickle Spire. Didn't we just leave? Like the prince broke up with you and then we parted ways. Do you have to like say it like that? Oh, please. Every time I brought up that you were engaged, you were like, I am not. And I think that Florals was developing feelings in his own weird way for the prince. To have oh, Florals likes collecting things. <laughs> Florals wants what he can't have. Right. Is this more of a, oh, rejection happened and now I want it? No, I think, no, during the last, during that episode, I was develop, I was making Florals develop feelings for the prince. Yeah, there was oh. more touching and like closeness. And then Chris was like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness, not with my players. Mm-mm, not with my podcast. Mm-mm. Well, so, you, took, uh, you took my ball away from me. I had a whole episode planned for this big ball, and you were like, no, I'm your fiancé now. Let's go. What? Oh, bye. So we had to jump ahead in the story a little bit. Hey, you gave us that stupid, stupid taser. That's on you. <laughs> you did give us that dumb taser. I, as I said, those items could be useful. You're finding uses for them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. There was a ball, right? Yeah. And fucking Miguel's character was fucking Cinderella. There we go. Ew, shut the oh. fuck up. I'm yeah. so mad got- at you. First of all, well done. I'm I that would that would have been legend. Thank you. Thank you. It was more Miguel's idea than mine. I just kind of we we went back and forth creating the character and that's what we came up with. I hate you. And you took his love interest and I was like, "Well, no." <laughs> no. <laughs> Not you writing the wrongs. I was almost hoping you were going to bet Prince 3 on that. Like, I will bet my engagement. Oh, wicked stepmother. Okay. I get it. Right. It, t- it, it took me some time to like gather the pieces, but a ball. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, by the end of this, I think that Miguel will be an enemy of the podcast and I will get my man back. <laughs> Are you a fan? Become an enemy of the podcast. <laughs> yes. A special Patreon tier. That's our new Patreon tier. Enemy of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. But yeah, you, uh, Prince Three and Miguel went off to. Get back to the kingdom. Man-stealing whore. <laughs> well, Prince Three offered to give uh, Miguel a place to stay after some nudging by Edith and Cleo, and then admitted that there was some interest there and wanted to test their soulmate relationship. And they've gone on their way to start their new... Well, to see what happens. Let's put it that Let's way. see how long it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Prince Three and Miguel have left back for the kingdom of Ebony North. Yeah, you played in the casino to get into the high rollers area. Once you were there, you were able to win a whisk. You were able to win some food products, among many other things. I think Edith has 5% stake in Melon Farms now. So, mm-hmm. But you also learned some things while you were there that might tell you what to do next. The question is, was anyone listening to Rory? <laughs> oh, shit. Are you serious? No. I stopped taking notes after we hit Texas Hold'em. Oh my gosh, what did Rory say? What the fuck okay. did Rory... He let's, ate let's... some sourdough. <laughs> he was making the perfect ham, ham cheese, and tuna. cheese and tuna. Wait, didn't someone say that they came out? No, that was like in the oh, middle of the episode. Whatever. I know, I know, I know, I know. Hold on. Rory oh, did his say something. his soulmate is in the cliffside or something. Rory said that he came through the forest and there was a house and there was somebody that led him here. Yes. He said oh, a right. dude. A there, dude he came out of a, a house with gingerbread people. Or no, he was going to eat a gingerbread house. Yes. And the dude said, no, don't do that. Come this way. So there's a gingerbread house somewhere. And there's a dude living in it. Like a male presenting. I don't know if there is... What did the guy did he say that the guy came out of the house or yes okay and he's with them at the casino right he wasn't at the casino but Rory the person's name was Azazul I said it once so I don't expect anyone oh, to remember I that. did write okay. that down but I didn't care oh okay sorry yeah because Rory was talking I know I get it <laughs> I wasn't counting on you for that one Brandon <laughs> I crumbled it up and threw it away because I was like well we're done with that part of the story I guess that's not relevant anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he said that he was about to eat a gingerbread house, pretty similar to what you did, Humphrey. 
Um, and as he was approaching the house, a man walked out of the house and said, hey, don't do that to this house. Let's show you where I live and I'll show you where you can stay. And the person who left the gingerbread house then showed Rory where he can stay, which is in Vermilion Ledge. So the man that left the house isn't the owner of the house. You can kind of put together this is probably the fairy godmother's house that Rory was talking about. Because Azul doesn't live there. He's like Airbnb-ing it or an apprentice. He's a male presenting person that can get through the force field. Is- ah, um, oh. I'm like, gender doesn't matter. This is a joke. Is the fairy godmother a turf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's in your pants? <laughs> we have not decided if she's good or evil yet. There are still varying opinions. Mm. Yeah, you know that you do need to meet up with the fairy godmother before you head to the wedding. The wedding is now still a few days away, so you're good with time, but the fairy godmother said, come up to the door. But you know that if you try and do that, it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. we need to go find Azul? A-Z-A-Z-U-L. We spelled it right. All right, so we need to go find Azazul and figure out how to get through that barrier without being female presenting. Yeah, and you know, being female presenting, you get sucked in and locked into a cage. So that's also not the preferred method, right? Mm-hmm. Well. What if you're non-binary? That's a very good question that has not been revealed yet. Isn't, doesn't Humphrey use he, them pronouns? Yeah, he, they. So the fairy godmother is a turf. Oh my god, so the fairy godmother is evil. Oh my god, Brandon, I'm so sorry to argue with you about <laughs> stepping on her property. <laughs> No, you're right. She's defending her ground. I'm in the wrong for existing. (laughs) And then a not easily defined category of turned into gingerbread or caged. It's a fun new restaurant gender. I can't. So what is our goal right now? We need to go find a Zazzle, right? And Vermilion. But also, don't we need... Or go see the fairy godmother because she invited us to... Don't we also need... Yeah. Also... If we need to stop the wedding... We have a lot to do. <laughs> yes. But at least you can see an order in this, right? You need to stop the wedding. The wedding isn't here yet. You need to talk to the fairy godmother before that. And in order to talk to the fairy godmother, you got to get past that forest field. So Azazel. Mm. Do you mean like Azazel, like A-Z-A-Z-E-L? U-L. Okay. Azazel. I don't, I don't want to be the one to try and ruin a good time, but uh, I often do. The... I, th- I think there was a sign on the door that said, like, only those invited or something like that. Invite only, yes. And we were invited. So, like, we probably don't need to go talk to Azazel. Were we invited or were just you invited? I think she said that we all need to go. She said she was waiting for florals and had something for me. Okay. So, Jonathan did bring up something else, is that the whisk is now in play. Oh, yeah. And it's a special whisk that... Jonathan knows the details on because Cleo kept it. And it has a little gingerbread person on the base of it, if we remember. Yes. Man, I wish I had a magic item. You could easily have the magic item if you pry it from my cold, dead hands. (laughs) (laughs) All we need to do is go fight that dragon. (laughs) Oh, look over there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I say, um, sorry, I've noticed uh, that this whisk has a gingerbread man on it. And can I do like an investigation check to like learn more about it? Sure. Go for it. Corn. Oh, that's trash. And that's uh, okay. Yeah. So tw- 11. <laughs> Oof. 11. It's over 10. It- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is over 10. So as you're investigating it further, you can tell that the magic is beaming off of the metal loops of the whisk. And when you look closer at the base, you see that the gingerbread person actually has a split down the middle. Ooh. Oh. Okay, I say art. So I've noticed that this whisk has a gingerbread man and there's a split down the middle. It kind of reminds me of Umfrey. Umfrey, this whisk looks like your, uh, this gingerbread man looks like your half gingerbread person, half, half, gin- you understand? Uh, no, but I'll take it, I guess. But I'll take it. Um, sorry. Would you mind? Because I find this whisk rather intriguing. 
helping me take it apart and learn more about it. Yeah, sure. I guess. Okay, great. You want me to, like, smack it against a wall or something? Uh, no. No, don't, no, don't do that. Um, how long would it take for me to take it apart and learn more about it? Let's have you guys working on the whisk on your way. So that way we're not just sitting somewhere. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you can take it apart right where you're at, but you can definitely start playing with it. Um, I do, does it like do anything for me? No, it almost feels like when you're doing something, it's trying to power up and then fizzles out. Are okay. okay. So then I look at Humphrey. I say, Humphrey, in the name of science, can I have a piece of your cookie pots? Oh, <laughs> I'd rather not rip off a chunk of my flesh. Can I have, I'll trade you. Can I get one of your fingers? Uh, no, uh, because they don't grow back. Sorry. Well, yeah, my gingerbread doesn't grow back either. Or, or I. Well, what if I let you have the whisk? Okay. Uh, so then I give Humphrey the whisk, and what happens now? Humphrey immediately cracks a hole in the middle of their gingerbread side hand and like breaks off a chunk of their flesh, and then puts the whisk in that hole. So it's like they're holding it with their gingerbread hand. Wow. It, great. As soon as you do that, the whisk fuses to your gingerbread side. It, like it's stuck forever? Yeah. Okay. But you can feel an immediate increase in your magic. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to give you what the actual item is now, Brandon. You can look it up in D&D Beyond. It's called Snix Crystal Whisk. Snix like snacks, but with an A, no apostrophe, crystal with a C, whisk spelled normally. Snix Crystal Whisk. A peculiar... Yes. Oh, should I be reading this out loud? Yeah, you can. That's fine. A peculiar-looking whisk with a sturdy wooden handle and a series of six wired loops joined at the end. Uh, everything's different color. Don't cook with this. Attuned as a wand. Powerful. Comes with limits. Hold up to six level six spells. I have six spells! Must follow the colors. Two reloads. Necrotic for black, red for fire, blue for water, ice, green for... So oh. it's like elemental. It is. Very cool. I only have two spell slots, yep. so this is very nice. Yes. And uh, the special part about this, Humphrey, is you can tell this is not fairy godmother magic. Even though it's fairy magic, this is not fairy godmother magic, so this will not count towards your cookie percentage. Oh. Do we have a number of what my cookie percentage is right now? I, well, I, we're at both nipples. It's the question of if we're at both, like, what, shoulders? Yeah, that's fair. But you haven't used magic in too long. So maybe you have, like, at least one arm that's still not cookie? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. But you are closing in on your on getting full gingerbread. Like four-fifths? Yeah, I like that percentage. Yeah. Fraction. Whatever. I mean, a fraction is just a percentage. Yeah, so now you've got your fun item, because a tight spot, you're in a pickle. Mmm. <gasps> I fucking hate we, we solved that puzzle on our own with no help from any Discord listeners. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yes. Especially <laughs> not Mitchell. Thank you, Mitch. And so now the question is where you're going to. You four will leave the casino with all of your items. As you leave, you can see that it's already daylight. You've been in there for hours. It's probably all the oxygen they pump in there. You just didn't realize what time it was. There's no clocks, of course. Uh, but it's almost like a 12 to 14 hours past. Oh, Jesus. Spent a long time gambling, everyone. Yeah, that's how casinos work. I have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bad when you win as much as you did. Sir, where are we going, gang? Should we go talk to Azazul? Or should we go straight directly to the fairy godmother? Uh, we're not died or hallucinated i'm not really sure what happened the fair godmother told me that we need to go there asap do you think well that we'll have to worry about the force field i don't know i think i think we'll be fine it said invite only and we've been invited in my dreams so that's gotta count for something right or right, well let's go uh cherry <laughs> and edith do you agree yeah, that all makes perfect sense. Is this a real dream or like a, I met the king and we weren't, you know, we were both naked and there was an elephant kind of dream. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get trapped in a cage. Well, that, I mean, that did happen, but the fairy godmother was also there. 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm down for some ele- elephants. Uh, let's go. It makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go. So we're going to head on over to the fairy godmother's house. How would you like to get there? Well, Edith has my ring of water walking. And Edith also has the um, paintball arena. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The paintball arena? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's back at Violet Arbor's, which is just a quick walk to the fairy godmother's house. Oh, then we can just do that, huh? Otherwise, you'd be taking a trail. Yeah. Edith, take us to Mars. Uh, all right. I, I don't know what Mars is, but uh, <laughs> let's go to the paintball arena. Let's do it. Okay. How does that look? What does Edith do to get you there? Word of recall. You and up to five willing creatures within five feet of you instantly teleport to a previously designated sanctuary. You and any creatures that teleport with you appear in the nearest unoccupied space to the spot you designated when you prepared your sanctuary. All right, so I need everyone to say the word fuck on the count of three. Oh my god. Uh, sorry, Cherry. I mean, it's, it's just a word, okay? Yes, I have permission. You're an adult now. It's fine. You're an adult. Yeah. That is true. And I gambled. I think you were right that I can say the word fuck. Good job. All right. So I need us all to say it at the exact same time. Um, I'm going to count to three. And then after three, say fuck. Uh, And then we all have to hold. We all have to hold hands. And then we will get uh, back to that paintball place. So we could do whatever we want. All right. Ready? Hold hands. I grab Humphrey's whisk. (laughs) all right one two three fuck fuck frick frick okay all right (laughs) y'all didn't do it okay let's try this again are ready sorry i got nervous hum uh humphrey's ready and are you ready cleo i'm ready all right ready one two three fuck fudge god damn it humphrey wait what do we have to say it yeah, it's a, I have to be strongly linked to it. Um, and, and this is, you know, just saying fuck it is, is one of those Man. things that kind of helps me uh, reach my... Fuck this bill. I don't feel comfortable saying that. All right, well then say whatever the fuck you want and let's try it again. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three, say whatever you want. F- fuck no, no. And then they transport like they do in star trek they turn all glowy white and then they're beamed nice to the paintball arena then you have made your way back to violet arbors that's where it was where cherry's grandmother lives nice or lived and when you arrive there frankie hops out of one of your bags and is like oh it's so good to be home i was with you guys the whole time Oh my god, the hot dog. Did you forget? I forgot. Wait. I forgot. I would have gambled you if I knew you were with us. Didn't you die in the woods? <laughs> no, no, no. You guys helped me out, and then I went with you guys because I was sad because Bird and Mouse are dead. Oh, Bird and Mouse are still dead. Wait, wait, wait. What? I have some rats. Cherry's going to introduce him <gasps> to his rats. Hopefully, my animal handling skills are good enough that they don't eat him. Oh, let's roll animal handling. Let's see. Nice. And I have one of my pigeons. He could have a bird and a mouse. Oh my gosh. You can get new friends. Friends are easily replaceable. <laughs> my animal handling is a negative two. <laughs> oh no. It's a nine. Yeah, are you... Oh, okay. Well. Under 10. I got an 11. Okay. Well, then there's, a, there's an awkward conversation. Yeah, Frankie's like, all right, mouse, I'm going to call you bird, and I'm going to call this bird mouse, and then you guys are going to be my new friend. Stop, stop, stop with the teeth. We got to be careful. We got to learn each other's languages. <laughs> hey, guys, I don't want to enforce anything, but do you want to have sex like my last bird mouse friends? <laughs> Sorry, that's my impression of Frankie. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah, we can say that a mouse and a bird are hanging out with Frankie, and they're at least getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. You've at least calmed Frankie's crying. He feels like he has someone uh, familiar to talk to. Right. I don't mean to derail anything, but I feel like that was a pretty good Bobcat Goldthwait impression. It was. Yeah. That's the worst sound in the world. You're hurting Stop. my head. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast where I just do Bobcat. I'm shaking. 
And this is Bobcat Goldthwait in the shower. Ah. <laughs> I'd listen to it. Okay. So now you have made, you're at the paintball center. The town is still pretty bare. The miners have already left. So there's nothing there but Frankie, the birds, the mice, and you four. So heading straight to the fairy godmother's house, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. We don't want to like it. test this out on anyone or we're just, we're just going, right? Yeah, I have full confidence that this is going to work right. Okay. And if not, I either end up in a cage or a cookie person. Well, I'll walk in first. It's I'm already mostly cooked. All right, hold on. Let me let me just say something real quick. We have been on an adventure, right? We have saved people. We rescued Miguel. All of us working together did that. And we got him his cards. We took care of a really really terrible lady who was kidnapping people and trying to trick princes and fall into falling in love you know we weren't very successful with the dragon but i think it taught us some things and i just want to say that i'm really appreciative to have all of you here uh with me and with you know and we're working on this together so i think as a team we can pretty much do anything whether that's walking into a house without being turned into gingerbread or being trapped into a cage we got this and that is motivational speech. You get five temporary hit points, all of you, and you have advantage on wisdom saving throws. Nice. Edith delivers this speech as you're walking through the forest. As our players make their way to the fairy godmother's house, you and I are heading over to the gay agenda. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the middle part in our show where it's just you and me, or it is for this week at least. Actually, I've got some news about that, but first, I always start off with thanking our newest Patreon members. So thank you to our newest Patreon member, Everett. Your dice are on their way shortly, with it being 4th of July weekend, it's probably going to take a little bit of time, but you're getting them soon! Thank you so much for joining, hope you enjoy all the bonus episodes, the polls for Season 5, and everything else we have going on there. If you'd like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. Now, you're used to hearing just my voice during the gay agenda, but in the next four weeks, we're actually going to have other members of the cast joining me. That's because our podcast has a new sponsor coming up next week. So the next four episodes are going to be sponsored, which is really exciting for us as a podcast. It means that we are growing to a point where we're having companies reach out to us, which is such a huge honor. So thank you, listeners, for getting us to where we're at, and stay tuned for our exciting ads. Also, I want to give you an update on this season. The Cursed season has, I believe, five episodes left, which means everything will be uncovered very, very soon. One week after the season four finale, we will release a tea time where we will talk about everything cursed, including favorite moments, we'll wrap up some plot holes, and we'll talk about some clues that have gone missed throughout the entire season. Immediately following the tea time, we're going to have an episode zero for season five. Now, we're not going to go directly into the new season. We are going to take some time off as usual, but we want you to get to know the characters first. We will have a few more surprises on our hiatus, and by that time, I will have a season five release date for you. I don't have it quite yet. It will be September or October. I will give you an exact date as soon as we figure it out. We'll talk more about season five later, but now let's get back to our story. Let's go to the fairy godmother's house. You can see that there are a few new gingerbread people in the barrier. Uh, so she's added to her <laughs> outdoor furniture. Do they look familiar? I mean, they look like gingerbread people. Yeah, I would say, do they maintain any semblance? But I guess not. No, considering one turned into a bird when you pulled it back. Is that one still there? Do we recognize that one? Yeah, from the time you threw Bird Name F in there. Yeah, Bird Name F is still there. Nice. Still in the position where you threw him. Do you look mad at me? I mean, he doesn't look happy. I think it was a shocked look on his face. So more of like a wide-eyed, open mouth. Great. He is going to try to lasso bird name F back out of the, the cookie <laughs> sphere. Can you find someone okay. else? Yeah, someone that we could actually talk to. Or we could just walk in. She feels guilty. Oh, yeah. You said we're invited in, right? Yeah. Humphrey's, Humphrey's going to look at Cleo and say, now, I don't know if all of us were invited in, but I do know that you and me specifically were told that the fairy godmother is expecting us. Okay, I am going to shoot an arrow 
Oh wait, no, arrows don't have a gender. <laughs> Draw a dick on it. <laughs> it's Pride Month. Assign this arrow a gender. Um, I. Does anyone speak Spanish? What's the? I was gonna say in French. I think it's feminine. <laughs> Cleo, okay, you know what? Yeah, so Cleo is going yeah. to go to the barrier, announce himself, fairy godmother, and like it's the fairy godmother. So like I'm, I'm like losing my shit, um, because I'm so excited. So I say, fairy godmother, it is I, Cleo, your biggest fan, and I am here to tell you that I am here. So I um say it as loudly as possible. I take one finger, and I stick it into the barrier. Okay. Um, roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, shit. Uh, two. Uh, wait, did the speech do anything? No. <laughs> Not enough. Uh, your finger is now gingerbread. You slowly start turning the more you leave your finger there. Mm, Someone should get react it out, get it out, now. Get it out, get it out, get it out. Oh, shit, twins. And Humphrey Light like, goes to high five. <laughs> With I... his whisk hand? <laughs> yes. I am ba- two fingers. I, I, I'm I'm baffled. Uh, Take it out. Cherry is gonna like tackle Florals out of. If Florals hasn't extracted his arm, she's like physically removing him. Oh yeah, Cle- uh, Cleo has taken his hand out. Yes, and he's like baffled, and he's like staring at his gingerbread hands. How far did it travel? Um, so your pointer, your middle, and your ring finger on whatever hand you stuck in there are now cookie. But strangely enough, he does have cookie fingers as opposed to your pads. Yeah, I can't believe you got fingers, you lucky duck. Well, seeing as how my uh, my Florin Prada takes two hands, I guess I can't use my bow and arrow. Are the fingers still poseable? They're cookie. Well, I guess you oh, can move your, no. you can grip with your cookie hand, couldn't you? But the- yeah, there has to be posability because Humphrey's not walking like jaggedly. You know, like the, there's bends in the knees. So yeah, you can still bend your cookie fingers. They're just susceptible to water and breaking. I feel like with the strength of the the string of that bow, like would it like not damage my cookie hand? I mean, maybe you want to hold the staff part of it as opposed to the string part. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, but I'm, it's I'm not the torque. Ah, that's unfortunate. Also, Edith was able to cure a person that walked in the force field earlier, so like, I, and you know, I don't even need to study this because I know that it was done with magic. So I'm not entertained in the slightest right now. I'm actually pissed. Everyone, roll me a perception check. 27. Oh, I'm so stressed. I got a 9. Yeah, I got a 9 too. Jerry's freaking the fuck out. I'm jealous of his fingers. Okay. 11. Cleo got a 27. Yeah, those rolls make sense. Uh, Edith, Humphrey, and Cherry are focused on Cleo and Cleo's new fingers. But Cleo, you look up at the door and you see it swing open. A hand pops out and slaps something on the door, and the door shuts again. What does it say? Instead of invite only, the new sign says, bring your invite. Sorry it has come to my attention that the rules of today have changed. Uh, we are no longer invited. We must find our invite. Where will we find our invite? I, I have a bottle of acid. Mm. What? Fine. <laughs> and I'm going to. Here's my invite, bitch. I'm going to attach it to my bow, my arrow, and I'm going to shoot it, I guess, with disadvantage at the door. And I want to melt that bitch's door. Okay. Go ahead and do an attack roll. Okay. Nat 20. All right. And this nice. Is a... Yeah. You definitely hit the door, and acid starts eating away at it. So you can kind of see inside there now. The whole door is not gone, but you made a hole. A melty, gross hole. I say, fairy godmother, I need you to step out of your home and explain to me what is going on here. You told Humphrey that we were invited, and now you are changing the rules, and now because of your stupid rule change, my fingers are cookies. Well, this seems like unjust anger. She's just protecting her ground. Really, it was you trespassing. This is... Your fuckery happened because you were not invited. You told me that we are invited. The rules have changed. Do not put my scenario with yours. Fairy godmother! You will see the fairy godmother's head poke out of the hole that you just melted. Ooh, you could get through if you brought the invitation I gave you. 
And where is the invitation that you gave us? I, I don't, I must have lost it. I don't remember that part. Oh, you've had it for so long. I can't believe you didn't hang on to it. Uh, I'm free. Is, is it a, could we get a little clarification? Hey, a fairy godmother, could we, what? Oh, I'm not talking to you, Humphrey. I'm talking to you, Cleo. What? Hello? Invitation? You. You let go of my invitation. Though, it was quite a spectacle. Fairy godmother, I have no time for your shenanigans. Please tell me exactly what's going on and I will fix the problem. Oh, but it's so much more fun this way. You know... (laughs) Prince? (laughs) I I don't understand... (laughs) At this point, y'all see um, for science is being tied to his arrow, and he starts. Y'all don't y'all don't hear florals in spring doing a countdown from ten, but y'all sense that there is something about to happen. Fairy godmother, I would really appreciate if you would tell me where the invitation is so that I may go retrieve it. I'd love to tell you, but I can't say it out loud. People could be listening in the forest. That's why I left it. I look at everyone else and I'm like, what? The, uh, the flowers had a note with it, right? Uh, at the drag show. Didn't you pick it up? Is it the ribbon? I did. And then what did you do with it? I burned them. You burned them. Okay. Fairy godmother, Uh, was it, was it? The gift that you left us at the drag shore. Ah, yes, that's the one. Well, they're gone. So what do we do now? Oh, I guess you'll have to find more. Or, 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 and I calm down. Or you could just let us in. Oh, I can't drop the force field. Then all these cookies will go free and they won't be protected. You're protecting these cookies? So the flowers will keep us from turning into cookies. Mm, don't say the word out loud. People could be listening in the forest. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry, the gift that you gave us will protect us from the force field. You've got and, it. And we burned them. So uh, now we have to find more. Lit them ablaze. Can you give us a whimsical clue or quiz on where the location of these flowers, uh, uh, gifts might be? The gifts can only be given by me. To the person. They don't grow in the ground. So can you step your beautiful self out of your beautiful home and bring us some flower uh, gifts so that we may come in? Those are my cookies. I've got to go get the oven. Be back. Maybe. All right. And she walks okay. away. So you guys want to wait here until she comes back? She said maybe and she's playing games. I think that we have to figure out a way to find more flowers. As you're talking, everyone roll me one more perception check, please. Got a 15. 14. Um, I rolled a 24 and a 14. 16. That 24 was with advantage, right? Not disadvantage? With advantage, yes. Okay, cool. Then I think most of you can hear that there is some sloshing in the river nearby. Okay. Cleo, as you look up, you can see a red-horned figure starting to approach and stopping as soon as their red eyes make contact with your eyes. I'm angry. So I say, oi, over there. Oi, you're. The figure runs. I love this. So I immediately cast. Hold on. What's the speed of this person? Shit. (laughs) Go ahead. What are you doing? I immediately cast Zephyr Strike, which doubles my movement speed. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Great. Are we are we on a chase then? Is that Okay, so yeah. I um yeah, I went from thirty to sixty feet. Oof. Okay. And oh oh ooh, no 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 no. Oh no, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I use that for strike. Um I cast it and I have an extra one D eight of force damage, which I'm not gonna use yet, but I am going to like beat it down after this red horn thing. Edith casts haste on herself and says Wait up, Cleo. And now she can move 70. Wow. Humphrey used a psionic die to grant godmother magic onto themselves. And they spout these huge pink wings that burst out of their back. And they 
I could shoot ahead 60 feet and keep running for another 30. So it's 90. Okay. Damn. And Cherry turns into a wolf. Cherry turns into a wolf, but I also do have the charger action. So if I take a dash, I can also use a bonus action to attack them or shove them. (laughs) So are we just, we're just chasing after this creature with death in our eyes. Goodness. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Correct. And yeah, here's what's going to happen. The creature takes off as soon as you call out to it. And then everyone takes chase. Cleo Mm. starts, Edith follows, then Humphrey, then Cherry. Humphrey, with their speed, gets to the river edge first. The figure is now on the other side of the river, and it looks back at you, and I don't know, does it want to run north or south? Let's see. I'm just going to roll for it. Actually, it's going to run straight towards the mountains. Uh, it's going to try and just make some, keep some distance from you. Uh, do you have a way to cross the river, though, Humphrey, without being all... Oh, you can fly, can't you? Yeah. Okay. How wide's the river? Wide enough you can fly across it. Okay. it yeah, I mean, it, I could probably grab one other person and fly across Cherry can jump. She's got, like, she can fucking climb on walls and shit. She's fine. And Edith can move 105 feet with this haste spell. Damn. Oh, my God. Okay. Because she can, she gets an additional action on her turn that can be used for dash. Get him. We just get him. <laughs> Wait, is that, would that be, so my, my speed is doubled. And if my speed is doubled and I take dash, do I just, do I get two of my doubled speed or do i get my doubled speed plus one of my regular speed i would do two of the doubled speed All right, that's what so it sounds 140 like 140 feet goodness and she has the ring of walk on water not grandma like beating rocks like you better <laughs> i think then that edith you're going to be the first one to catch it but humphrey you're not far behind and I, since you can carry someone i guess you'd be carrying cleo because cherry can make it there on her own humphrey edith cleo are you tackling at this point, or what's the plan? Because you've got this horned figure running away. I shoot a wheelbarrow arrow at him, and I'm going to use the wheelbarrow arrow to, like, hunker him down. Okay, make an attack roll. By shooting him in the leg and then spawning a wheelbarrow inside their leg. No, I just <laughs> wanted to, like, midair turn into a wheelbarrow and then Bonk. knock him out. Oh, my God, you're trying to drop a wheelbarrow on them? Yes. Wily Coyote him. Yes. I cast Concussion. <laughs> so can I do that? Yeah, make, make the attack roll. Uh, 13. Okay, so here's what happens. You shoot the arrow, a wheelbarrow hits the ground, and kind of knocks into the person, who was mostly caped up until this point. But as it knocks into them, they roll forward. And you can see two hooves go through the air as they roll. They then land on one leg and one knee, look back, red deer-like horns, and red eyes. Uh, and he's got like a... Is it Mr. Tubness? Got him. Let us in your wardrobe. And that is a sex thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the face of this creature is a deer humanoid face. Very dark skin tone, darker hair. Almost the same color. And a slender fit build is what's going on. But he looks back at you and after being hit with the wheelbarrow, again begins to run away. Now, you've clearly got another way to get them to stop, however you want to do it, but they're going to keep running because you just hit them with something. Um, I yell, stop. Stop it. Uh, Slora Dowrin. No. Okay, well, I did my best. <laughs> you're, you're hurting me, so no. But you're, you're running. You're, you're chasing me. But this is a fun conversation to have as I'm running away. Yeah, I mean, we're still running after. Yeah, slow down. We're just trying to kill you. Aren't we faster? We're faster than this thing. Yeah, you're basically going to get right in front of them then. So you can surround this creature. Can I, like, hold? Not hurt. Hold. Grapple. (laughs) Yeah, grapple. Sure. Non-injuriously grapple. (laughs) Okay. We we can do a gentle grapple. Just go ahead and make a strength check to make sure. And I'm going to try and avoid it. Oh, no. We're not rolling well today. That's fine. I mean, I got a 14. Yeah, I got a 10. So you can hold on to this person. And I will send you a picture of what they look like. I think I did describe them fairly well, though. This was another pickle NPC. This one is from Aubrey. Nice. A furry. Edith heals them for 11. Thank you. That is nice of you. So you now have this deer humanoid in your grasp. Now they're healed. Uh, Clearly a bit frightened, though. And he kind of like cowers into himself. I'm not, I didn't even do anything. Why are you chasing me? Because you ran. 
I was just alone in the forest and then someone yelled at me and then that scared me. So I ran. And then you were chasing me and that scared me a bit more. That's fair. Hello, I'm Florals in Spring, but you can call me Cleor. And we are not here to harm you. We just need to, um, we, why are we chasing you? I don't know. I just thought it looked like fun. He was running. It was. So we have a problem. We are trying to get into the fairy godmother's home. She invited us, but she said that we needed to bring the gift. Would you happen to know or happen to have any of the gift on your? Oh, yeah. What's your name? Actually, I, I already recognize the cookie person. She's talked about you all. What's your name? Gosh, I'm Azazul. Nah. Oh. I was on my way to see her right now. She told me about you all. I thought she was exaggerating about... Never mind. Exactly. Yeah, I was on my way to visit her. Great. Where is your invitation? My invitation is in my bag. Oh, thank you. Well, we need that invitation. Thank you. Give it to us now, post haste. We're going to commandeer that bag. Well, I've got one, though. I'd only have one. You're not all four going to get in with one. We could rip it apart, mean girl style. <laughs> okay, that's not nice. I. Man, you guys really are crazy. Okay, I, th- I thought you could make the invitations. No? How would Mike? we make? How would we be able to make the invitations? Aren't aren't you touched by her, the fairy godmother? And then it clicks with Cleo that he is touched by fairy godmother magic. He can also grow fucking plants. Uh, all right, listen, Azazel. Okay, uh, maybe we can figure out how to make them. But first, I just want to tell you that calling somebody crazy is uh, derogatory, and you shouldn't use words like that. You know, we may be a little eccentric. Uh, You could say words like that. You could say that we're, you know, a little bit off kilter, something. Uh, But maybe try not to use the word crazy to describe someone you just met. Or I'll show you crazy. And then I pull out my knife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially if they're fucking crazy. Those were the fairy godmother's words. And you guys aren't showing sanity right now. You, You see that, right? Um, yeah, but just because someone uses a word uh, doesn't give you permission to use it. Yeah, I guess that's right. I'm, I'm sorry. And Edith and Humphrey, can you make me a wisdom saving throw? Oh, no. Oh, we have advantage on wisdom saving throws because of my motivational <gasps> speech. You do. Oh, perfect. Well, I got an 8 and a 14. 15. 15 saves, but 14 doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah. So Azazul's face softens, eyes glow red, and they let out a sigh of discomfort, sadness. Humphrey, you can feel fear rush over your body. You have now been frightened, uh, and this will last for one whole minute. Humphrey starts slowly backing away. I cast Pass Without Trace. Okay. As you start backing away, Humphrey, Azazel will say, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't really have control over everything I do. Kind of plays in my emotions. I'm sorry. He'll be fine in a, in a minute or so. Okay, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks up into nowhere. Huh? <laughs> um, okay, never mind. I don't cast pass. I don't cast it. I look at Azazel and I say, Azazel, I have a very unique way to multiply the amount of gifts that you ha- cur- that we currently have. It will take about eight hours, but we need that gift now. Okay, fine. Uh, but the fairy godmother did say that you could help out with our stuff too, so maybe we can make a trade? Yes, that's totally fine. Okay. Give me the fucking flower. Thank you. <sighs> okay. He'll reach into his bag and pull out a flower, which looks eerily similar to the ones that fall out of your hair. Mm. And he says, okay, here's the flower. You could have it, but... I we... fucking grow this flower, in, this flower in my hair. Yeah. So I don't need magic. I can just wait until the morning. Yes. Cleo shoves the flower back into his hand, pulls his cape over his body, falls over, and takes a fucking nap. Nice. <laughs> what did you do to Cleo? I... You scared my brother, and now you knocked Cleo out? 
Oh, I'm not He did something to Cleo. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. Edith and Sherry make me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> uh, I have advantage against being frightened. That's This isn't frightened. Don't worry. Okay. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a constitution saving throw. My bad. It's a con saving throw? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. I just looked it up. <laughs> I got 24. Oh, he's trying to turn you gay. 16. Those are both fine. Okay. But you can feel that magic radiates off Azazel and hits you, but you both do save from it. Woof. For a brief second, your hearing goes away, but it comes right back. What the fuck? Oh, silence. <laughs> Tasso's like, I'm not trying to do this. Just stop talking for a second. Let me calm down. Okay. That, that's fine, buddy. All right. And she walks over to him and puts her arm around his shoulder and pulls out this golden twine that she has. Uh, I'm not sure if this will help, um, but I'm a big proponent of, you know, you being able to, you know, do what you want without suffering these negative side effects. You, know, you should be able to feel your emotions without them, without us having to take offense to them. Uh, <laughs> and I see that you can't quite control that. And she takes some of the golden twine and she makes a bracelet out of it and puts it on his wrist. Now, Aww. when you start feeling maybe just a little bad, you could twist this around your uh, your wrist and think of some positive thoughts. Okay. okay. I'm not it's... sure if that'll help, but I, I've had to do something like that myself before. I, I appreciate it. And just the sensation of it, you know, going across my wrist will remind me of the positive things. All right. I'll, I'll try it. Thanks. The fairy godmother's been trying to help me figure out my magic, but I'm staying in a place where it, it kind of sounds like what you just said, where we are okay with doing what we want. It's kind of a, you know, relaxed area where we all just do whatever we want to and everything's fine. It makes it easier for me to make mistakes like this. That sounds like heaven. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place, though that's part of what I needed help with. We had some miners come to our town recently, and they started going to the mine, and uh, a couple of them got trapped in there. And our town doesn't really have any sort of laws, so no one has to help. So a lot of people just continued on with their day. Okay. Shitty. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, they help when they want to. So some people help a lot, and some people don't help. But, I mean, there are trapped people in the mine, so maybe you could help get them out. Can we do this tomorrow? Aren't you sleeping? I mean... Well, I mean, y'all are keeping me awake. I mean, I guess you can do it whenever, but the longer they're in there, the less they have, you know, food and oxygen, maybe. We don't really have communication with them. We're just hoping they're alive. So maybe waiting is a bad idea, but it's, I mean, it's really up to you, I guess. Cherry's going to whisper to Edith, aren't these the miners that got kicked out of the cave? Yeah, this is kind of our doing. We weren't able to help them earlier when we first got here. Uh, Maybe we can help them now. I'd love the help. I mean, they'd love the help. I care sometimes about it when I'm not, you know, not caring. I think that town's getting to me. Like in a negative way? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, I mean, apathy is is not really what we want here. So uh, it seems that y'all are not going to let me sleep. <laughs> so Cleo uh, does a a back uh, a handstand uh, and then stands up promptly. You know, very statuesque. It seems that we need to go save these miners. So let's go. Awesome. That's great. Um, well, we can go one of two ways. We can head back to Vermilion, and you can enter through that way, or you can go through Cream Cave to south of here. We're kind of equidistant to both, so whichever direction you want to go, I'll take you. Let's go through the cave, uh, Cream Cave. Do you think we can kill the dragon? Isn't that some kind of strip club or something? Well, it depends on who you go with. It, it's just a cave. It's just... People do hook up in there sometimes, so. With the dragon? With the dragon in there? No, that's 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 a whole different cave. <laughs> He's in mint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, my individual recording is going to have a lot of thunder in it. You can't control weather. 
Um, yeah, I'll take you to Cream Cave. Uh, I've got. Let's just let's go there, and I'll save that joke for when we get there. Maybe we'll get a show on the way through. Hmm. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. There's a a lot of hookup. It's a it's a hookup place for sure. It's okay. So let's go. Are we sure we want to take this, uh, you know, adult child through? Terry, when I tell you to close your eyes and hold my hand, will you listen, please? Yes, real adults listen. Okay. Let, let's, let's get going then. Cool. Azazel will lead the way. Uh, Humphrey, you're no longer frightened, by the way. The minute has passed. Okay, Humphrey is covering their crotch. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Was it not covered before? Well, I mean, just just hands. Don't worry about it. Oh, like hands? Okay, got it. Well, you'll make your way to Cream Cave. You peer into the exit. Azazul will reach into his bag and pull out little hoof booties and put them on his hooves. Why are you putting on shorts? Oh, the floor can be a little sticky sometimes. You got to watch where you walk. Did, Did you want some? I have extra. Uh, yes, please. I can't get sure. my heels dirty. The more and yeah. more we talk about this, the the less I'm excited bringing Cherry into here. Um, maybe Cherry and I can go the other way. We can avoid the sexy part of it if you want. There's an actual just pathway. You just gotta not. I no matter where we go, just don't touch the walls. Okay. What do you What do you two think, Humphrey, Cleo? Uh, we're bringing Cherry through this cave where people seem to be fornicating. With that, I uh, delicately uh, rip off a piece of my cape, and I wrap it around Cherry's eyes as a bandana. Isn't this a little early? Maybe we, maybe some, maybe I'll just carry Cherry, um, and we'll put something in her ears so she can't hear. I take some of the dead flowers out of my ears and stuff out of my hair and stuff them in Cherry's ears. Nice. <laughs> All right, and let's pull your hood up, Cherry. Cherry or. Er- Edith will carry her like a little baby. Aw. Rocker. Okay. Humphrey wipes the blood off the side of the wheelbarrow. <laughs> there is no blood on the- <laughs> You hit this Azazel. That doesn't mean it struck blood. <laughs> it's, it's from other things. Some other things. I don't know what that wheelbarrow's seen. All right, let's go. Listen, okay. When people with uteruses get a certain age. Uh, no, thank. Okay, sorry. Let's go. All right, you're going to start entering Cream Cave. It is a damp, dark cave, as expected. Everything does seem a little bit sticky. The walls are lined with substances. It doesn't seem like human substances, but it is a substance nonetheless. Yeah, as you're walking through the cave, you hear some groans and some moans. So maybe it's a good idea that Cherry has her ears plugged. Yeah. But you also hear some calls for help off in the distance. Uh, I need everyone to make me one more perception check, please. Do I have disadvantage? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think you need to roll. Yeah. <laughs> no percepting. Not you. Edith got a 17. Cleo got a 15. Uh, I got a nat 1, and I have a negative 2, so negative 1. Okay. Let's address the negative 1 first. Yeah. Why don't you make me a dexterity saving throw? Okay. 15. Mm, yeah, you're still going to fall here, but not on your face at least. So, Humphrey, you take a step into a pretty slick puddle and fall onto your ass. Oh, no. Your ass and your hands both hit the ground, a sticky substance. As you splash into it, now that you're closer to it, you get a smell of old, mushed banana cream. Oh, I've been creamed. Somebody's banana creamed here. Cherry's going to gag, and she doesn't know why. (laughs) As Humphrey's saying that, Edith and Cleo, you see a large humanoid banana person come around the corner. Okay. Peanut butter jelly? Sorry. (laughs) Pretty close looking. Uh, But this has armor and a sword and no face. It is just a huge banana with arms and legs. And instead of rolling initiative, that's where we're going to end the episode, and we're going to have a battle next time. Oh my god, with a banana? A banana battle. I like to eat, eat, eat. Apples and bananas. Apples and bananas. Bananas. Apples and bananas. <laughs> this was a pretty productive episode. You guys have figured out a lot of the clues. Nice. Know how to get into the fairy godmother's house now. 
You're saving some miners uh, who are trapped, and you might have found what's trapped them. Or you're just seeing what's creamed all over the place. Either way, we'll find out next week. Oh, no. <laughs> what creamed all over the place? I'm glad I said that. Yep. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. I play Edith Wins Thereafter. I'm Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan After, and you can find all of my banana cream at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Hi, my name is Katie, and I think I've been shadow banned personally from Twitter. I shadow banned myself, but if I do ever log back in, it's definitely going to be banana creamed. And hey, uh, I'm Jonathan, and you can find me on TikTok at uh, Lord Feathers Polenta. Nice. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.